oftentimes when we think about the new year, we think about fireworks and staying up until midnight, parades, champagne, and January 1st. But when I think about the new year, I think about the days are getting longer. There's crisp mornings and warm afternoons, which means that you need to really layer up when you get dressed. I think about the sound of crunching leaves, the smell of crayons and erasers. I think about full backpacks. And I think about my favorite colors that really only appear this time of year. Do you have favorite colors that aren't in the crayon box, the Crayola box? Here are mine. Late afternoon sun on a brick building. Okay, I need to come up with a name with that. I don't know what that would be called, but I love it. And late afternoon sun shimmering on on water, on dark water. So if we can come up with two names for those, I would be thrilled. But that signifies the beginning of the new year to me. Maybe because I spent so many years as a teacher, probably that, but it's my favorite time of year too. Fall is my favorite time of year. But as we get ready to go back to school this year, and any year leading up to this year, it's a time for reflection for me. It's a time for goal setting. It's a time for making sure home systems are really in check before we get well on our way in incorporating school as part of our new routine. Not just soccer practice in the evening, not just hanging out at the lake, playing in the water during the daytime. We now need to start thinking about routines again. Bedtimes, how we're packing lunches, the system for meal planning that's really efficient, the system for keeping our backpacks tidy and our homework going, and even making sure that there's not as much screen time happening. Lots of tightening the belt, if you will. We're actually, we're not spending our day talking about systems or back to school or even colors, favorite, favorite colors that are not in the Crayola box, but we're talking about simplicity. And a couple years ago, two years ago, actually, as I was amping up and getting ready to send kids back to school. And of course, this, this point it is pre-COVID. So we're going back to what we think is normal school and thinking about all of the things that encompass the busyness of that time. And I was chatting with a girlfriend and we were talking about this idea. We were, we were making this, um, plan for ourselves. Wouldn't it be great if we could go live on a farm and live, you know, we could live, you know, close to each other, but we would can our own vegetables and fruit and we would let the kids run around and play on the farm and life would be simple. We could gather our own honey from the beehives and make our own jam and do all the things. <laughs> okay. I know what living on a farm is like. I have not lived on a farm, but my in-laws live on a farm. I know it's hard work. My mother grew up on a farm. I know it is extremely hard work. So I'm, I am romanticizing it <laughs> a lot. But there is something to be said about living that way, living a little bit more simplified life. And so today's episode isn't about me moving to a farm. It's not about me setting up systems to make sure my school year is successful. It's about a lifestyle that is common to the home decorating scene that is an interesting one. And it, it came in shortly after that conversation I had with my friend when COVID hit. 
when we were forced to stay at home, when we were all forced to have a sabbatical, whether we were ready for it or not, whether we wanted it or not. Life got harder for some, it got easier for others in this time, and this decor style emerged, and we're still seeing it. So what you're going to hear today in today's podcast is actually uh, a teaching I did in my Facebook community, in my Facebook group, where I introduced this lifestyle. So you'll hear me talking, and you're going to hear me kind of referencing pictures. So a lot of times in my Facebook group, I do trainings. I do trainings once a week on something. Um, this one happened to be this new decor style, and I do them visually so you can see alongside with me talking. So this is me introducing the cottage core decor style, but you don't just see it in decor. It's really a lifestyle, not just a decor style. So take a listen, see what you think. And I get the giggles because I have a realization uh, shortly after I start <laughs> about this lifestyle and um, how it has significance to me personally. Okay, enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. All right. Happy Thursday. Okay, you guys, um, there is something new happening and it has been kind of festering and brewing for the course of the year that I wanted to bring to your attention. Um, there's a new design style out um, called Cottage Core. And I want to talk to you about that. Um, as I was preparing this, I got the giggles because all of these things were how I grew up. Um, it's how my in-laws live. Um, so it's just, it, it's near and dear to my heart. It just makes me, makes me smile. So um, cottage core, have you heard about it? Raise your hand if you have. Um, if you haven't, you will. So we're starting to see um, things, you know, become present in the retail space. We're starting to see a little bit more presence online, um, Pinterest and things like that. Um, people are starting to talk about it a little bit more. So you will hear it if you don't, um, if you haven't already. So here we go. Cottage core. It's a new design style. What is it? All right, it is actually more than a design style. So like where farmhouse is really a style, cottage core is not, it is more of a lifestyle. Um, so if you can imagine a lifestyle that kind of romanticizes rural living, 
you are picturing yourself at the end of a country road, country lane, it's warm, it's sunny, you have some animals nearby, um, maybe a neighbor a mile away, um, you know when you walk in home you're going to have some fresh baked goods, um, the style of living is cozy and warm, this is cottagecore. This is how I grew up. <laughs> um, it's just kind of a, it's beckoning you towards a more simplistic time in life. Um, so some of the, the things lifestyle-wise that you would find would be home, home cooking, um, cooking from scratch, home baking. Maybe part of that is that you don't go to the store very often. It's not a um, once a day thing, like a European kind of style. It is a, um, we've got the pantry full. We've got lots of stuff on hand. Um, same thing with if you wanna do the crafting or if you wanna do the sewing or the projects, you have the stuff on hand. Um, gardening, raising your own vegetables and fruits and things like that, um, probably as well as flower gardening. Um, raising your animals, doing chickens or having goats or um, things like that. And then practicing like those traditional crafts of um, years ago that are still around, but they're just not as mainstream. Um, canning your goods, crocheting, um, even sewing. Sewing is kind of one of those art forms that I think is a little bit dying, which is sad to me. Okay, so what is cottage core design? Um, it is opposite of minimalism. It is the more is more. It is um, cozy in layers and textures. It is um, like all of these design elements coming together in this perfect storm to create warmth and coziness where when you walk in, you feel it. It is a heavy feeling of warmth and cozy. So visually speaking, here are some ideas to elicit that. Um, here you see patterned wallpaper, and this is these are all specific elements that um, that define cottage core. So um, patterned wallpaper. Um, color. So you can see the color of the couch here. One thing I didn't put on here, but is um, mini florals. So big florals too, of course, but also the very mini ones. I can remember back um, in the 90s, um, having a couple dresses that had those teeny tiny little florals that are so petite, that is cottage cords coming back. So when you go to Target and you see that shirt, that's what that is. Um, mushrooms, toadstools, those are um, images that are cottage core. Um, and they can be in art, they can be in sculptures, they can be in seating, they can be um, on plates like this. Um, fresh baked goods, again, is another example of cottage core. I can see some other elements here too. I see this vintage glassware and I see this quilt. The quilt doesn't look handmade, but it's still a quilt that is cottage core. Um, take a peek at this table. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Here are some other design elements in this. I, this just screams it to me. This is um, lots of that whimsy cottage core feel. So you've got the printed floral dinnerware. You've got the vintage um, dinnerware. You've got these scalloped plates servingware um, that are just so sweet and precious. It, you have what looks like fresh picked strawberries, freshly gathered eggs, maybe fresh baked bread. Um, and then you've got these vintage pieces of glassware um, these sweet little bouquets that don't look like they've been picked from the store. Um, they look like they've been picked that morning. Um, and then again, look at this table. This is a backdrop. I'm going to add my own two cents here. 
Okay. Now in the other ones, the other um, pictures I was showing you, the, the back drop was kind of dark and I don't want to say moody. Moody is not the right word, but it was just cozy in the darkness. Cottage core can be light and airy as well. It doesn't have to be moody and brooding. Um, in this one, it is light and airy, but you can see some of the elements um, laying in here with the tablecloth. Right back here, it's really hard to see in this picture, but this is like a, um, a sheer window curtain, a window dressing. Um, and that is lace also is indicative of cottage core. And then you've got the layers down here, the layers of the rug with the shaggy rug, kind of making that warm, cozy environment feeling. But you can also see that there is a very modern chair. So it doesn't have to be all vintage. It can be that mixture um, if you are cozy and layered. And then here's one. This is where I'm putting my two cents in because as I'm seeing all of these elements, I'm also noticing one other thing and that is vintage and antique furniture. Um, again, I don't think it has to be one and only. I think it's a lot of um, chippy paint as well. So those to me, kind of scream that cottage core feel. Um, I'm going to throw in one more and it's a hint of what, to, of what is to come in April, but that is um, thrifting, thrifted goods. If you notice that a lot of the things that were on the tables um, in the rooms, it looked, it looked pieced together in a way that was, um, I don't wanna say eclectic. I don't wanna say disconjointed. I wanna say, um, curated, like, like they were found over time. And I know that a quick way to do that, to get that look is to thrift. And so um, I'm going to throw that in here too. I think that might be part of this um, going back to simpler times where you're really um, thinking about the way that you're living, the, the choices that you're making and really lessening your carbon footprint um, if we're being honest here. So um you guys, this is how I grew up. <laughs> um, what do you think? What do you think about the cottage core design? Have you seen it? Um, what do you think about it? Are there elements that you like, elements that you don't like? Um, and then I wanna tell you a quick story. So um, right before the pandemic, it was actually the fall, oh, you can hear my boys getting ready for bed. It doesn't sound like that. Um, Hold on one second. Hey guys, I am doing a video. Yeah, quiet please. <laughs> Nighttime antics. Um, right before the pandemic, so this was fall of 2019, I was chatting with a girlfriend and we were talking about this. She's a decorator also. I don't know if she knows the term cottage core, I should ask her. Um, but we were talking about how busy schedules were and getting back to school and kind of wishing for and wanting for that simpler time in life. Kind of even dreaming of, wouldn't it be great if we could live on a farm and we could can our own fruit and you could live right next door and we would share the goat milk, whatever. I mean, we were just kind of dreaming. Um, okay, careful what you wish for because then we had 2020 and where we were kind of forced to be home and slow down and be settled just a little bit differently. Um, but I just think it's really ironic and funny that this is now coming from that um, when we were already craving it. And um, anyway, just, just an interesting anecdote. Um, all right, tell me what you think. Tell me your thoughts. Moving forward, 
um, in April, we're doing a series um, that coincidentally was not chosen because of Cottage Core. It was chosen because um, it is kind of foundational to who Fig and Farm at Home is. And that is, I got started with the decorating piece because um, basically I didn't have any money. I was, I was broke and I needed to, uh, I wanted change, but I needed to thrift it all. So we're gonna go through a series, um, a four part series of thrifting. We're gonna start that next week. And the first one is um, talking about why thrift and maybe some pitfalls to avoid. Um, I know that I've lost some of you already just by the word thrift. So I hope you'll stay with me. Um, and then after that, we're gonna move into um, some tips to do it efficiently and, um, and to be fruitful with it. And then we're gonna talk about making kind of a generalized list, the list that I follow every time I go um, and how that helps me to be successful in it. Um, and then we're gonna talk about what do you do when you get it all home? Um, how do you uh, fix things? And what are some tips and tricks to, um, to just you know love something old and bring it new? So we're gonna be talking about that all through April. So if you have questions, make sure I know about them ahead of time so I can address them too. All right, you guys, until next time, be well, and please pardon that sound. I hope you didn't hear it. All right. When I went back and listened to that, I was startled by a couple things. One, I say, um, a lot. <laughs> oh, plug your ears. And two, what I thought was muting the boys telling them to be quiet at night was not muted. So you're welcome for that. That little piece of humanity that tells you I am human and my children are loud. I recorded that back in March. And after March, we did a, like I mentioned, a four-week series on how to thrift, and that was really fun. But each week, I dive into the Facebook community and I teach them something. It could be pertinent to a current event, like Pantone's Color of the Year. <laughs> is that a current event? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> We've done a thrifting series, a garden series, a why it works series. Like when I take a look at different pictures and I dissect why that design works, we're currently starting a new one, why it doesn't work. I've featured homes on Airbnb where we dissect that. Anyway, it's a fun community and there's lots of engagement. And if that's something that you're interested in, I want you to come join us. It's a free resource, something to help you continue to learn about home decorating, um, doing it on a budget and things that can help you be successful in that. You can find us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Come join us. There's always more room at the table. And real quick before you go, if you are still thinking about joining me in the small group of women for a 10-week journey, taking one room in your home from beginning to end in the design process, I want you to make sure that you don't miss that deadline. And to claim your spot, I want you to email me at figandfarmathome at gmail.com. In a nutshell, here's what we're going to be working on. We're taking one room, we're going to identify which room that is, what the purpose of that room is and if it is serving you or not and how we can rectify that in order to move forward so that you can have a, a room that serves your family the way it's meant to. You're going to learn how to create a cohesive look within that room that will carry over into other areas of your home. You're going to learn to define and identify your aesthetic and how that aesthetic is different and more powerful than choosing a style like farmhouse style, like 
boho flea market. You're going to learn how to create a mood board so that you can see it all together before you even begin to make purchases. You're going to you're going to learn how to make a project map so that you can understand what purchase, what change can be made first to make the biggest impact first in your home, in your room, and then what change can be made next to make the next biggest impact next and next and so on. All of those skills are going to be utilized for one room in your home, but when you learn it once, you're going to be able to use all of that knowledge to carry over to other rooms in your home. We're going to be spending some time talking about bookshelf styling, wallpaper, what to spend more money on, what to spend less money on, and so much more. It's going to be catered to that small group of women who are going to be joining me, and I want you to be a part of it. The deadline for registering is tomorrow, so don't wait if you're interested. Okay, I did get a couple questions, so I do want to address those, because maybe you have the same question. The first question was, how do you do the teaching? Okay, so I do the teaching over Zoom. It'll be one teaching a week. The teachings will be about an hour each time. Because it's interactive and because there's a small group of women, it could go over one hour, but each one will be recorded and available to you. So you, it would be wonderful if you could be present, but I understand that your timeline might not work and you will still have access to that information. There was another question about homework. Will there be homework? Yes, there is going to be homework. This is a 10-week course. And after each Zoom meeting, you are going to have actionable steps and homework that we're going to be able to talk about the following week. So if you are not able to do the homework, that's okay. You're still going to be able to take all of the information and apply it at a later date. But doing the homework in real time is going to help you move the needle forward, but it's also going to give you access to me and I will be able to see the progress that's happening and be able to point you in different directions, ask questions, steer you on a path that will help your needle move forward in the way that you want. After the course is over, after those 10 weeks, I'm no longer available for that. So it'll benefit you most if you are able to be present and do the homework. The other nice thing about this is that there is a group of women who are going through the same process together, and that accountability can be so wonderful. Not only do you get my eyes and my hands and fingerprints on your process, kind of guiding you along the way, but you get the support and encouragement from others, and that's always a good thing. Always a good thing. And if you're looking for encouragement to know if this is right for you, here's what Heather had to say. Danny helped me find my style and coached me through redecorating the main floor of my house. Her patience, kindness, and great advice helped me gain the confidence to take on new projects on my own. It was a wonderful experience working with her. And girls, that's the goal. The goal is to give you the tools and the confidence so that you can go and do it on your own. Will I do it for you? Absolutely. I'm happy to do it. You can find all that information on figandfarmathome.com. But if you want to learn how to decorate your home on your own, making confident choices, saving money, doing it yourself, I've got you. I'm going to teach you how to do it. All right, girls. Thanks so much for joining me on today's podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Hey, real quick before you go. If you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.